Good day everyone, this is Indie Mixtape, where we give you a monthly playlist of indie games. I'm your host, Monty, here joined by my precious co-host, Ty. How's it going, Ty? Hello, it's it's going well. It's, uh, it's Thursday. How are you? I'm good. I'm very busy, but I'm getting so much done. I feel a little kooky, but it's nice. <laughs> I'm so Some sorry. Light productive mania. Right? <laughs> That's literally what it is. I'm going to like burn myself up by the end of the weekend and I'm just going to be slumped the whole next week. But that's a problem for future me. <laughs> Since we're kind of cramped on time, this is going to be a very short episode, a very quick one. So I'm just going to jump onto it. This is going to be very different from other episodes that we've done before. Because me and Ty, uh, I found out last week we have the same code <laughs> to uh, another game. So we're both going to be talking about two games instead of one today. And then we're going to share briefly the other games that we played that we just, you know, didn't play together and didn't have any random same codes, I guess. And I think everything that we played today was uh, given to by code, right? Uh, so I swapped one out. So one was actually a game that's available for free for me. So Hello. Alrighty. Alrighty. So it's everything's by PR except for one. Look at us. Look it up. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I want to start this off on a very peppy and, and, and happy note. Um, I want to talk about Parkasaurus because that's a very fun fun game. Yes. Alrighty, so Parkasaurus is basically a dinosaur amusement park game. Think of it like Roller Coaster Tycoon and Thrillville. Um, it came out in August. We've had these kids for a very long time, but we're doing it. We're getting stuff out. <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it's developed and published by Wash Bear, and I remember when this came out, you freaked out. <laughs> In the in the group chat, I remember that time. I yeah, because it's my shit. It's like so completely my shit. It's it's so cute and like so I I saw it and was like okay this is gonna be very adorable but I'm gonna get like really sick of it in like I guess like three hours because it's just gonna remind me of The Sims. I I, I fixate on Sims and then I don't touch it for the next like four or five years. Um. But no, it kept me in. Dude, I started getting, like, emotionally attached to these fucking dinosaurs. I didn't like that. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess it's a good thing in a sense. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to, like, kind of explain it more for, like, the listener, um, it's, like a, it's like a park sim, right? It's like a zoo tycoon or whatever. But it's, like, an alternate reality where, like, dinosaurs are aliens and they've crash-landed on earth and they need like your help to get parts to build their spaceship to go home (laughs) (laughs) are there like sentient ones that talk to you but then they're also just like it's like kind of like the goofy uh pluto thing where there are just regular dinosaurs that don't talk Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it's very strange but anyway so you build uh dinosaur parks and there's like different maps that you can play that focus on like different parts of the game and stuff and like by playing that you get you know further in unlocking spaceship shit um and yeah it's fun it's like very like i don't want to say pastel but it's like bright yeah it's very eccentric very eccentric 
And it's like very like low poly, like just like the dinosaurs and the fucking um, people are not like rendered super highly, but like that adds to the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And you can just like add fucking all kinds of wild shit to your park, like hot dog trucks and like it's just fun. You can put hats on the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, I'm watching right now because I got the info from the Steam page because <laughs> I'm a professional, but I'm watching right now, like, the fucking cheese hat on the dinosaur. I remember that one. But, yeah, this game is very addicting. It's very, very good. I love it. I want everyone to play it. Um, I think, I'm trying to think of, like, the things that I don't like because I can say so many good things. I guess maybe... The one thing I don't like is that I wish there was more to do, but what are you going to do when you have such a small team? You can't build, like, such a, like, immersive and, like, giant game. Um, Because I know you can go into, like, the first-person view and just Mm -hmm. see everything that's in front of you. Like, I wish we can, like, participate in, like, the the little stuff that they have, sort of like Thrillville, but that's just because I'm a very big Thrillville fan. I want everything to be like Thrillville. So I'm a little biased on that one. But, um... (laughs) No, I, I think everything about this game, I really like, it just pushed me to do a lot more. Um, I know there's, like, certain trees that you need to get to, like, fit the certain, like, dinosaur. I forget, mm-hmm. like, what certain areas, but I know there's, like, there's, like, a swampy, like, sort of, yeah. like, area. There's, like, grass. There's, like, a dry heat one and then a super dry heat one. And you need know, to have, like, certain elements to keep your dinosaurs happy. And... There was one tree that I just, like, couldn't get, and for some reason that made, like, my dinosaur piss because it wasn't, like, I guess, like, dry heat enough. And Mm -hmm. it made me go insane, and I fucking hated that. But because if you don't keep your your, your dinosaurs happy, they're gonna break out, and they're gonna wreak havoc, and that's what happened to me many, many times because I forget (laughs) everything. Because I'm too busy building and terraforming and shit, because that's what I really like about this game. Um, I like putting in all the, like food stands and shit and like making the money and like optimizing like making the park cooler and better yeah Um, and yeah it's so funny though especially too like if you get some of the taller like brontosauruses and shit the ones with the really long necks um if you put the enclosure like too close to the sidewalk they'll lean over and fucking grab people yeah (laughs) that's right yeah (laughs) (laughs) And what is it? The way that if they, like, break out, like, you have to call in, like, the person to throw darts at them. Yeah, like, the security person has to come and, like, tranquilize. <laughs> um, other exciting things that happen in the game is that they can lay eggs, and that's always really great. I feel like a new mom. Um, I didn't- did you breed the dinosaurs? Because I never actually ended up doing that. I liked breeding. I don't know. Maybe it's, like- a mother cancer thing. I I I wanna I wanna say that to give me a reason to think like why I want these little dinosaur kids so much. But it was just really fun. I think just a lot of aspects of the games were just really, really cool. Um I really don't have anything bad to say about it other than like I wish there was more. But I think with any game that you really like you always want more. Yeah. Um, I think like there are parts of it that are a little bit janky. Like even with its tutorials, there are things that like I feel like it doesn't explain super well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still like fun despite that. Like it mm-hmm. really is just like a good like chill out and like hang out game. 
Mm-hmm. It's I. It's a really good like pick. Is it picker upper? No, it's not picker upper. Pick upper. What was that American word? <laughs> a picker upper? Oh, Is it a, a picker pick upper? A pick me up. A pick me up. Yes. <laughs> yes. A pick me up. <laughs> It's it's a really good pick me up if you play a lot of like emotionally like just heavy games. Like for instance, if I played like Night in the Woods where I was very bleak for a bit, I would want to play this <laughs> mm-hmm. right after to kind of just keep the momentum of like, you know what? Things are nice. Things are good actually. <laughs> it's like I feel like it's like the perfect game for when you want to like not think about other shit, but you want to keep your brain busy. Mhm. Mhm. This game's just so good. <laughs> it's just so fun. Um I'm trying to think of little other things. Oh, they have like fossil getting games where you can get like new dinosaurs based on their fossils and like you have to like teleport somewhere and based on the people that you hire in your park, um it sort of just shows up how do i explain this a little better like you open up like a time portal and Mm -hmm. it like and then once it's all the way open you get like a grid of like dirt squares and then each person you hire has like a configuration kind of like tetris of like what kind of shape they can dig in so some people will have like an l or like a cross or just like you have just like one square and so you can use, like, and everybody has, like, a certain number of times you can use it. And so mm-hmm. then, like, that's how you dig up fossils. Yeah. And if you basically pick, like, the, the boxes, like, too many times, your fossil can break. And that's mm-hmm. basically now worthless. You can't dig it up and get a new dinosaur. Um, so I thought that was really cool, too. It's kind of like a mini game within itself, which is really nice. Um, yeah. I mean, the dinosaurs look goofy. Their eyes are crazy. um it's just it's just a really good game and i'm happy that we're like able to finally talk about it because we've had this game for a while (laughs) we have i've been playing this game for months (laughs) parkasaurus for game of the year yes yes uh parkasaurus is available right now on steam i think it's yep it's only pc and get it it is worth it it is never-ending hours of fun and i i recommend it and so does ty (laughs) yes absolutely um yeah all right cool i'm very happy we finally got that out all this weight of parkasaurus talking is finally lifted um (laughs) the next game where we're gonna take a whole 180 uh we're gonna talk about lucifer within us and this was given to a code this was given to us by code from victoria and sam and from kit fox games Kit Fox is so good. They just put out bangers each time. I am standing for this game, and I want more people to know about it. I've been obsessed <laughs> yeah, with it. Yeah, I, the- like, Monty, like, really took it this <laughs> game. Yeah, it was, like, a sleeper for me, because I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, this art is kind of cool. It looks all painted and nice, and I was like, wait, this is kind of good. And then it just, it kept going. It, it was better and better. It was It was building up to, like, me being obsessed over it. But to talk about this game, basically you are a exorcist detective type named Ada and you are, you have three crimes to sort of figure out. And we're going to sort of delve into just the first crime because I, I, we're going to have a YouTube video later 
me playing yeah. the game. I want to I want to sort of bait you guys into watching that. But Well, and we can we we don't have to do any spoilers. We can just kind of like explain the gist. Yeah. Um so yeah, you you play as a exorcist detective in Ada and you're trying to figure out like why are people dying? What is up? There well, are there demons- there there's like people like committing horrible murders. <laughs> it's not just that like people are randomly dying. <laughs> I'm very desensitized, as you can see. Um, but too, I think something that's important to point out is that, like, the society that they're in is, like, a techno-theocracy, where, like, mm-hmm. it's all very, like, based on their religion, but, like, the people have, like, cybernetic implants and shit, um, and it ends up being important later um, mm-hmm. for a multitude of reasons, actually, that, like, consistently comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's neat, but yeah, pos- like demons can possess people uh, and like prey upon their weaknesses, and uh, so whenever there's a murder, it's like oh, probably demons. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was demon time. I before that they- <laughs> demon time. Before that, um, I know in the story they say like they were asleep. Basically, the devil was asleep for a very long time. Yeah, for like a and... hundred years, I think, and then all of a sudden they started showing up again. Like, mm, actually, I'll cause problems on purpose, and that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just am really, really, really obsessed with this game right now. Uh. Main of the reasons is uh, I, I really like a lot of the brown people in the game and their different shapes, uh, faces. They don't have that sort of, like, same face syndrome, which I'm going to dip into some shade. Uh, I know you love Hades, Ty, and I know everyone else loves Hades, but a lot of the characters uh, look the same. Yeah, no, the thing... The, the thing about Hades... <laughs> Let's... Side note. I love the art, and I think it's lovely. But so many of, like, I don't understand all the people who are like, oh my god, the guys are so hot, and they're, like, freaking the fuck out, because there's, like, two that are hot, and the rest all kind of look the same. Mm. Also, mm. they didn't make Aphrodite hot. Like, what? Like, she's naked, but she's not hot. She's just, like, there. It's, anyway, this is not the conversation. Listen to Pal It Around, I'll talk about it more. But anyway, I agree with you on that front. <laughs> yeah, it was... The only guy I found hot was, like, the guy with the grapes, and that was it. Um, anyway. Dionysus should have been a thick dad, (laughs) He's the god of drinking wine. Why is he ripped? (laughs) You're right. You're right. He should be soft. Oh, my God. Fucking give him a thick daddy. (laughs) We can yell about it in, like, an hour or so, which we will be recording (laughs) Pounder. Not even um, an hour, literally, like, 20 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, got, we, we got to race this. So, um, yeah, I really am digging the brown people, like, representation. Because everyone has different shapes. Their faces are different. Their body forms are different. Their mm-hmm. noses, it, like, goes from, like, you know, like, different sizes. But they're all, like, realistic. They're not, like, too fucking cartoonish, which really bothers me with a lot of, like, POC... Uh, or by POC representation, it just it sort of gets too um, too exaggerated to the point that it looks too cartoonish, and that's something that bothers me a lot. But no, they they drew a lot of their sort of POC people really really well, and it was really really nice. Um, 
Another thing that I really liked is this game is really accessible with the different languages they have. I think they have like five or six different languages. Mm-hmm. And this is really helpful for this because you you can feel their feelings and seeing if they're lying or not um through the words that they say and not saying that you know this makes the cases easier they're not you know like stuttering because they're lying it's nothing like that it's it's just it gives more life to like just me simply reading because i i can read it i can make my own assumptions but having that life there makes it much more engaging to go into and i think that is so fucking cool yeah, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I think they I think they did a great job with all the characters especially because like a lot of the like like all of the murderers like you find out why they did what they did and you're like I kind of get it like yeah. mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. this second one I was kind of like okay um, <laughs> yeah. I think the second one was my least favorite out of the three crimes I think the second one was like it was okay, but also, like, Monty, like, watched me, like, losing my mind because I did call exactly what was going to happen, <laughs> yeah. like, as soon as I started it. I remember, it was, like, before I started playing the game a bit, and I was like, oh, interesting. Okay, and then I played up, like, oh, no, 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 Ty was right. <laughs> Ty was right about all of this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. <sighs> But anyway, no spoilers there. But yeah, I think the second case was probably the weakest one in my opinion. But like, I did like them all. And like, I'm a fan of murder mysteries. Um, And, you know, I think I did like Paradise Killer as a like murder mystery game mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. But this was, I think, really nice as a story because it's like very concise. Like we were talking mm-hmm. about it before. Like there's only the three cases and I think it took both of us, like, two-ish hours to finish the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, even though it was short, and I know you were saying, like, oh, I kind of wanted, like, more cases, like, the story was good. Like, it didn't feel like it overstayed. Like, it reveals, like, what happens at the end, and then it's like, yeah, and then, like, that's what, that's the thing. That's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> that's what went on. Um, with... You know, I, I, I have that part of my brain that's very, like, bad gamer brain where it's just like, I want more. I'm selfish. <laughs> I want it. But it, it for a three-hour game, even though it's very short, like, it, it felt really satisfying. Like, I didn't feel empty at all. It was just I wanted more. Um, yeah, three hours. Like, I was so surprised. I was like, you're not kidding. This was a very short game. But I think it was the perfect amount of time. And I, I kind of want to see this style of like murder mystery games coming out because they have like snippets of it kind of looked like uh kayla fucking editing uh the voices in our podcasts a bit (laughs) (laughs) like in the little like tears and lines it kind of looked like that i'm like oh it's kind of like editing a podcast (laughs) yeah i did like they took like a different approach to it where they're like the way like the way that the cases work is you get testimony from each person who was at the scene and like each one of them plays as like a vocal track at the bottom of the screen Mm -hmm. um and then you can like ask people questions and like contradict them and stuff um, and it's, like, it was a little bit tricky, like, in the first one, I was kind of like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. But once I got the hang of it, it was, like, pretty solid. Yeah, it, it, it does look overwhelming at first, because there's just so much being thrown at you, but after clicking a bit and just redoing things over and over, like, it just starts to feel a lot easier, for sure. Uh, but yeah, this game's available now. It came out six days ago, seven days ago, and you should get it. 
is is worth it. I'm obsessed with it right now. <laughs> it's yeah, very pretty. Think, it's pretty good. It's good. <laughs> good game. Um, yeah. So those are the two games that we both have played and wanted to kind of flesh out our, our thoughts. Uh, Ty, I'll let you. I'll let you take the first one of the game that you played. Yeah. So I played a game called Welcome to Elk. Uh, which is from uh, Triple Topping Games, and they're from Denmark. Um, And so it's like, again, not in in a pejorative way, but it's a walking sim. Like, your main verb is walk um, and, like, interact. And basically, like, you are playing as a girl named Frigg, who is uh, a carpenter, and she is going to this island called Elk for an apprenticeship with um, this guy who her dad used to work with, who's, like, a super good carpenter. Um, And she's used to, like, living in the city, and then this island is, like, very small um, and very, like, kind of rural. um, And... There's also a huge, kind of scary asshole dude um, who, there's, like, a scene with him at the beginning that was, like, very uncomfortable and scary, and I was like, damn, okay. Um, (laughs) And, like, the whole, like, thing with this game is they're like, yeah, like, you know, it looks silly, and it seems like it's gonna be silly, but, like, it is very real, and, like, it's based on true stories, and, like, it's about, you know, like, people um, and, like, one of the quotes is, like, from the weird and wonderful to the dark and the desperate, all the tales told on Elk are based on true stories of life on the road less traveled. Wow. Uh, and it's, yeah, and so there's, like, it's kind of, like, it kind of reminds me of Night in the Woods a little bit, where, like, you, um, mostly do, like, walking around and just, like, talking, but there's also mini games. Um, like, the first one, I'm pretty sure the first one you do is, like, a dance like Simon Says type thing with one of the people who lives there um and there's other stuff like that and those are cute and fun and like I really like the art it kind of reminds me of like Hey Arnold a little bit Mm. um it it reminds me like if if Hey Arnold was being made by Cartoon Network now oh cute okay cute and like most of the settings are like black and white but anything that you can interact with is colored and like all the people are colored in um, and, like, all of the people walk like they're little, like, puppets. Like, they, like, kind of bounce. It's very funny. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's cool. I haven't gotten, like, super, super far in it yet, but, like, I'm intrigued to see what all it's about. Mm-hmm. That sounds really nice. It sounds like a very good, like, retrospective, like, mm, thinking about life game. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's available uh, on PC, Mac, and Steam. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. I, I like that. I might look into it myself. Um, Alright. Uh, the game that I played this month is Bite the Bullet. We've ha- I, I had this um, code for a very long time, uh, but I finally got to play it. And I'm very on and off about it. This This game is available, I think, on all platforms. PS4, Xbox... Uh, I don't know about Switch, but it's definitely on PC because I have the Steam page right in front of me. And it was developed by Mega Cat Studios and published by Graffiti Games. And the premise of this game is you're playing as a dude hired by Darwin Corp and you are defeating monsters. And what are those monsters? So in the world that you live in, 
uh, starvation is very prominent and very much so a thing. So people, to get by, eat things that aren't food and become those things, which they call ghoulification. And I have, <laughs> I have feelings about that. Um, so I, I guess when I like first saw it, like you are introduced to the two characters that you can play. The guy is named Chewy, or you can play as the girl character. Her name's Chewella. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought those names were very funny. But uh, you can play as two body types. You have, like, the very muscular, um, like, toned body. And then you have, like, fat bodies. And because, you know, starvation is very a prominent thing, you're eating things as you're going by, whether it's monsters, uh, things that are being flown out. You ch- your body changes depending on what you eat. And if you're getting fatter, that means you have more defense, which I don't know if I like that. Um, That's some fucking My Hero Academia fat gum <laughs> bullshit. What? <laughs> Like, it reminds me of, like, an anime, basically, yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like the, the fat characters were always, like, people that, like, either are bouncy, like, shit bounces off of them, or, like, nothing hurts them. And and, and that's what it reminds me of. Um, I, I, I don't like the idea of, like, eating things, uh, making you into monsters, because I feel like... In reality, I don't know the background to the the studios at all, but like in reality, like they're they're really like low income areas that struggle and like have to eat literally shit food to get by, meaning like one dollar banquet meals <laughs> and all that stuff. And that stuff is very bad for you. And like it, it was very weird playing it because I have a very bad relationship with food because of my childhood. So it's just it was very weird playing it. Um, the ghoulification really fucked me up. And I, 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 I had to think about my life a lot while playing that. But that's just what I didn't like about the game. What was sick, though, what was very fucking cool is the metal music is top-notch. Like, I, I don't like the metal music in Doom. I think it's too aggressive and it gives me anxiety. <laughs> but, <laughs> dude, I, I fucking hate it. <laughs> but the, the metal music in Bite the Bullet is a bit, like, more, like, Part, like kind of like crabby core or post hardcore ish. It was very cool and just it made me want to go through the games and levels just to hear this out. And the art designs to the game, so like all the levels, like in the second level, you're like on a train, you're in a sewage, you're 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 in like this weird like abandoned city. It's it's really cool and the enemies are really awesome too. Like at some point you play this giant mutant squirrel, which is like insane. Uh, one of your friends is, like, a weird, like, cyborg cow. Like, it's, it's very silly. And, I mean, given the game, given the game, given the name, bite the bullet. Like, it's gonna be a very silly game. Um, I think the things that I didn't like about it were very much so personal things (laughs) that made me kind of think about stuff (laughs) from things that happened to me. But, again, uh, overall, like, this game's wild and you should take a look at it if, if, if that's kind of your your thing but yeah that's that's quite the bullet for me ty how about you so my last game is called the imagined leviathan and it is by hold on trying to make sure far few giants is Mm -hmm. the name of the studio so they make like 
atmospheric games. And so this one is um it's an atmospheric and poetic survival game and it's set in post-human Britain. Um, <laughs> yeah. So which norm I do hate Britain, but nobody talks in this game, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um and so like it's cool. I streamed it a little bit, but it's like it's all black and white. And, like, it's all in first person, and so you have to, um, the whole thing is, like, you have to stay warm, and it's, like, 50 degrees below zero, um, and you're, like, walking around in this forest, and, like, as you walk in certain directions, like, it starts snowing harder, or there will be, like, more fog, um, and apparently there's a man! I didn't see the man! But Glenn saw the man. <laughs> Glenn saw the man? Because <laughs> the man killed me twice. I didn't see the man either time. But Glenn <laughs> saw the man the first time. <laughs> but yes, talk more about the man. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about the man. There's something on the, So I'm looking at the itch page right now. And like under features, there's a bullet that says you are not alone in the fog. And it's just crossed out. Also, my favorite feature of this game is the very last feature on this list just says freeze to death after wandering into the white void. (laughs) This game sounds crazy. (laughs) It's it's wild. It was like, it's very like eerie. Um, um, I might fuck around with it a little bit more just to see if I can see the man. But yeah, so that's that's uh, the Imagine Leviathan. It's pretty good. It's only like ten to twenty minutes. So. Hell yeah! Okay, cool. Oh, Dude, also, it's free. Crazy. It's free on Steam and Edge. So hell yeah, hell yeah! Holy shit! Did we just do a fucking show in thirty minutes? Yeah, dude. Whoa! <laughs> ADHD cured. I. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer do not need my medication. <laughs> Love to pound a mate at 6 p.m. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Uh, But, yeah, those are all the games that we played today. I, I know the format's a little different and, and and weird from what you're used to, but but I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. I, I liked all the games that I played. Another banger of a month. Hell yeah, uh, baby. <laughs> And yeah, this th- that that wraps up this month's playlist on Indie Mixtape. Uh, Ty, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ty underscore g and eight rs. Uh, you can follow me over on Instagram and Twitter at fried monty, uh, where I will be yelling about my dog for the entire of my life. Uh, <laughs> Indie Mixtape is a product by Uppercut where you can find on all social media under Uppercut Crypt. If you'd like to chat with us and friends, make sure you join our Discord. The link will be in the show notes. And don't forget to rate and review us. It helps us. T- <laughs> can't do this. <laughs> goodbye. Rusty says goodbye. <laughs> yeah, Rusty's like, good, good, goodbye. Oh, Rusty. But yes, our, okay. our lovely patrons. So if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash uppercutcrit. And if you donate at the $7 or above level, you can have your name read at the end of all of our shows, just like these lovely people here. Uh, we have uh, Quakor, a.k.a. Victor, uh, Jordan Ramey, Dale, Adam Manahan, Chris Egerton, Jesse Vitelli, Eric Sapp, Game Crash, Adept7777, 
Tyler McCall, Optional Objectives, Michael G.S. Suarez, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Eric Jint, Eli Bergmoss, Adrian A. Rock Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, Colton Crow, Sean Martin, Jesse Peterson, Jared Shu, DJ Kento, Cam Koenig, Quinton Hoffman, Admiral Mapping, and Mikey Phillips. Thank you all so, so much. We super, super appreciate everything you do. Truly, truly. We mean on the bottom of our hearts. But yeah. All right. We gotta go. We gotta do another podcast. Yeah, we gotta do it. (laughs) Bye. Bye.